0: Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Many, if not most of us, are self conscious about the way we look. This is further compounded by pop culture and now also social media. How does this affect our self esteem and body image, and what is the impact of this on our children? Justine Friedman has been in private practice as a dietitian for 18 years, and her focus is on helping people, particularly women, heal their relationship with food and their body. She joins me now to tell me more. Justine, welcome. And Thank thanks. you so much, Harice. Justine, let's start off with, uh, you talk about women. Does, the, does this problem affect mainly women and girls? So I think women are a lot more open about their food
1: issues in relationship with their bodies men don't seem to communicate it as effectively and maybe not as openly but i do have men who come into my practice who have food issues and who do need to address these as well
0: why do we develop food issues
1: so there are a number of reasons (laughs) and we can't really always isolate it to one specific reason um very often it's the The environment that we find ourselves in, I think from a security point of view, when growing up as a child, whether we have food security issues or not, very often parents either have an over obsession with food in the house and are extremely health conscious, which has two ways of going. It either has a positive impact on the child and teaches them very good eating habits, or it can make them also feel that there is never are never treats around and then they will therefore seek them out when it's not when it is available the other is maybe parents who are extremely relaxed and who don't have knowledge of food and these children may either be extremely relaxed around food or not have any knowledge of why food are affecting them in one way or another so from childhood really our our parents as role models give us a foundation of how we can start viewing food in our body and it really can develop from there. The other Areas which you mentioned is social media, which today is a real problem. It can give very positive messages if um, highlighted in the right way, but it can also give across messages which breed body dissatisfaction and focusing on certain foods as being good or bad, which can also lead to a lot of confusion with, mm. with a lot of people.
0: I can understand that happening. I mean, there is so much information about so many different things and so many different talks of diets that may or may not work or may or may not be healthy. But you spoke about growing up. um, The the kinds of things you discussed are things we can control as parents. We can, you know, increase, decrease, use treats, whatever. What worries me, I think, is that we often as mothers and women giving um, unconscious or subconscious or messages to our daughters that we're not even aware that we're doing. So that's why the work that I have, especially with
1: people who are mothers, women who are mothers and are mothers of children are in as a younger age or even as teenagers um i find it extremely important for them to be able to heal issues that they may have with their body and with food because it very often is translated into the family environment and people the kids pick up on it whether it's it's ma- mentioned um outwardly or whether it's a look in a mirror that a mm. mother may give herself mm. or refuse to look at herself in the mirror Kitty, if she doesn't like make her, ex- me look ex- absolutely <laughs> so you know, you no, it's extremely important for me that women in general are aware that their own food issues can be passed on to their children. And it's something in our own home that I'm extremely mindful of. I think my children sometimes feel that having a mother as a dietitian can be both a blessing and a curse. <laughs> um but I, I, I do strongly feel that it's important for children to have good models to to look at when it comes to
0: relationships with food and relationship with their own bodies. In a way, kind of the basic premise should be if you're hungry, eat, and when you're full, stop. Absolutely. Why is that so hard? Okay, so I think very often <laughs> it's not just about Being
1: hungry it's the different types Of hunger that we experience as well So we can be hungry on a Physiological level where our body is saying I need to eat now this is what my Body requires in order to live And survive and have a have a Good day of um, Fueling my body but then there are the Emotional issues that come with it as well And very often people eat out of Emotional responses to food Sometimes it's just from food that we See, you know, we, I call this eye hunger mm. Mouth hunger because We've eaten something that we enjoy eating And we continue to eat mm. past the, the point mm. of that fullness That would be that would definitely Fall into that Absolutely. category <laughs> um, My daughter's very good about Identifying this and she said I'm hungry But I think it's because I saw the food <laughs> And I tell her, very good, that's called eye hunger. So there are a lot of different um, triggers for us as far as hunger is concerned. And just smelling, for example, a cup of coffee for people who drink coffee, that could in- induce them wanting to have it, whether they wanted it or no. not beforehand.
0: So just seeing a chocolate could mm-hmm. absolutely you need yeah. that. Chocolate. Need I it. need <laughs> um, Do you think eating disorders is on the increase? I think it is can be on the increase but may be
1: masked by the trend today of trying to eat clean and trying to eat healthily. There was an interesting article that I read not long ago about how – disordered eating or eating disorders of anorexia um, 20-30 years ago was something that was extremely evident. But in today's day and age, because people are trying to eat very cleanly, um, a lot of people who may have anorexic tendencies now are being masked by eating in a clean way um, and are actually falling into the category of being anorexic or having eating disorders.
0: Do you think that uh, kind of obesity is increasing? It is absolutely
1: increasing. If you look at the sta- and like the statistics from America and even here in South Africa, especially among women itself, um, the trend for obesity is much greater. And I think one of the the problems with it is that so many people try and fail on diets and on pills and on injections and you name it, There's, the dieting industry is extremely huge. And a big focus of my work now, and a lot of the other dietitians are moving in this direction, at least I hope they are, is an, more of a non-diet approach of teaching health and of coming back to basics of not being so restrictive with food choices, because I think the more restrictive you are and the more diets you try and stick to, the you may lose the weight, but unfortunately the regain and the rebound becomes part of the problem and then you get into a yo-yoing um, history.
0: Because everybody has their own body and their own mass that it should be and some people are just naturally Absolutely, more beefy yeah. than others. But yet there's an expectation so the
1: expectation is more social. Yeah. I think it it becomes, you know, we look on Facebook and we look at um, Hollywood and, you know, not even necessarily mm. that, just in our normal day-to-day existence, what is desired is not necessarily a shape and, and a body that is relevant to every person. There is a concept called Haze, which is health at every size, which is also something that we, we're working with. And that is teaching women to appreciate their bodies in a healthy way being at a healthy weight that is appropriate Mm. for them and not necessarily looking externally to see and compare themselves to what um, you know the size zero one two or three may may require so we're
0: going to take a short break after the break maybe we can focus a little bit on healthy eating patterns and messages we should be giving to our children perfect Jewish Board Talk with Cherise Zaffert And I'm talking to Justine Friedman who is a dietitian and helps women find a better self-image and um, self-esteem because I think they're quite closely related Justine Absolutely. Justine so many of our young girls are talking about being on diet whether they need to or not it's something that's clearly already being socialized into them at a young age how do you break the pattern? It's very challenging because I think the, especially in a school
1: environment, um, we used to see it obviously and we do see it very often with teenage girls, but it's being noticed at younger and younger um, ages now. I think a lot of it comes from the expectation in social circles that if you're on a diet, it's looked at something as being um, valuable or you part of a social circle of, of girls who, who all behave in that same way. Unfortunately, a lot of girls get caught in this, mm-hmm. and even if they don't need to necessarily be watching their weight or worrying about what they eat because they may be eating quite healthily, the minute that, that this is the social expectation, it creates a heightened awareness for it, and uh, it, it does cause problems. So how do you break that pattern? I think the most important thing, if that is the case, is to allow a child, first of all, to communicate with uh, with the parents what is going on and what their social expectations are. As a mother, I think it may be valuable to bring a daughter like that, to see a dietitian and not allow them to just go on any fair diet. Mm. You know, as in my practice, one of the things that I really do try and teach is making good choices and trying to allow all foods to be fitting into what a normal diet is so that people learn how to navigate around parties and bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and just normal day-to-day, seeing what's available in other children's lunch lunchboxes. Um, I think this heightened awareness can cause a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear amongst kids as well. And it's very important that they get the right and valuable information from a reputable source and not from the general social talk. What role do you think school tuck shops
0: have to play in this kind of thing?
1: So that's quite an important topic and it's not something I can go into great detail with because I'm (laughs) quite opposed to certain things that the tuck shops sell. Um, I do believe that for kids who are, at school they need foods available at the tuck shop that is going to fuel them to help them with concentration and to help them get through a school day we find that the way that and eating patterns where the children eat for breakfast in the morning if they eat breakfast before they go to school what they have in their lunch boxes what's available at the tuck shops have a huge role on behavior and has a huge role on concentration and I. I find that the more healthy balanced meals that kids will get either from home or from the tuck shops will definitely um, give them a more beneficial attention span and behavioral um, you know, qualities
0: at school. We just in our lifestyle is such that we are, you know, many of us are working mums, we, we're running, we don't have time to cut the salad to that exact proportion and balance the foods as much. A lot of our foods are convenient foods. Um, our kids are not exercising enough. How do we... Find the balance. Okay, so this is something that we all face as a
1: challenge, and I find that having the right food in the house is first of all the first, the best start. You know, if you have a variety of food available, trying to get as many fresh foods. We're going to the shops anyway. Walk down the fruit and vegetable aisle and make sure that you have a selection of those. If you do need to li- rely on convenience foods, try and limit it to the amount of time that you can during the week. I find that at home, if we have cut things available, then the kids can go and help themselves in the afternoon. But it's also important that children learn how to help themselves in the kitchen. Mm. And I think from a very young age, if they are given the independence of choice of knowing that – these are the foods that are available to you. They can also assist, especially kids who are seven and and
0: up, they can mm-hmm. definitely make their own food as well. So helping yourself to the kitchen does not mean taking the first packet of chips you see. Well, it <laughs>
1: depends what's available. so if that's the first thing they
0: see, you're not going to get to the fridge with so, the other so, fresh food. So you're suggesting putting an apple in front of the packet of chips, or uh, that could work. <laughs> There are so many, I mean, there's so much about food. And I know you're running workshops um, on kind of soulful eating, Correct. eating healthily. Do you want to talk about that aspect, that kind of spiritual aspect as well? So I work very Deeply as far as
1: spirituality is Concerned especially in in a lot of With a lot of my patients I strongly feel that as women We are very disconnected from the Spiritual side of ourselves and we're very Busy in our lives and very physically Busy in our lives and unfortunately The external messages of what we should and Shouldn't look like take over And what we should and shouldn't be eating And I find that through the workshops That I'm going to be conducting by giving Women the tools of how to reconnect on a much Deeper level and get back to the essence of Who they are and why we are actually here We can allow ourselves To eat in a more mindful way And food itself becomes More nourishing not only physically But spiritually as well There's an amazing Torah based approach About elevating sparks through eating certain foods and if we change the focus of why we're eating and how we're eating to actually allow us to perform our daily functions which includes mitzvot and includes elevating these sparks that are lying strewn across the the, the world then it definitely does take away from it just being about physical appearance.
0: You know it's absolutely so many aspects to food and food for thought and food for soul and soul food and and it's like the most—it should be the most natural thing in the world—and there are probably more hang-ups and problems associated with food than possibly.
1: I think we've else. lost our intuition, and I think we've lost our our being our ability to listen to our bodies on that level. And my hope is that through the work that I do to be able to bring women back to, and men as well, Hmm. but to bring them back to more of an intuitive approach of understanding what their bodies truly need without the externals that, that... to override that Well Justine I think the only thing left Is for you to give contact details. Oh Should anybody Wish to be in <laughs> So I'm based At the Manor Medical Centre In Gallo Manor And the best way To contact me Is on my cell phone My number is zero82. Eight five four zero double three four. I do have an email address um, which is quite easy to remember it is healthydiet7 at gmail.com but my cell phone is definitely the easiest
0: way of communicating with me. Well Justine thank you very much for coming in and thank you for uh, having I just me. to wish you Shabbat Shalom, shabbat shalom. and the, uh, mm-hmm. one of the Obviously, time is best time to indulge in Absolutely really good food. Absolutely, we have to have Shabbat. one our <laughs> <So>, as well. <laughs> so enjoy that, that special time of eating with your family. Indeed, thank you all for joining me. If there's anything on the show you'd like to comment on, you're welcome to email me on Sharifs at SAJBD.org. Thank you to Evelyn and DJ Pro for producing. Until next week, I wish you Shabbat Shalom.